Would you believe me if I told you that in the span of a year, I have cut my workday by half? So about a year ago, the minimum workday for me was about eight hours I'd said that I wanted to work from nine to five, but I would often work evenings and weekends because I hadn't, in those eight hours, I hadn't accomplished what I had set out to do because I was just so unproductive and so unclear as to the direction I wanted to take in my work. I was spending my time on tasks that literally had no impact on my business or that I really shouldn't be doing in the first place and I was super scared to invest in my business. As opposed to now, where an average workday is four to five hours a day, I rarely work evenings and I easily take two if not three days off every weekend. And just to clarify, I am doing four to five hours about the same amount of work I was doing with my eight hours plus over time and then some. So in this, in today's episode, I'm going to break down exactly what I did to go from eight hour days to about half. <laughs> All right. So if you want to boost your productivity and make sure your time and energy is being used in the best way possible, you've come to the right place. I will walk you through exactly the steps that I took. Hello, friend, and welcome to the Signature Podcast. I'm your host, Sophie Peltier, and today we're going to break down the four steps of the very simple process that I use to work, to cut my work hours by half. Now, the very first thing I'm going to preface <laughs> before actually hopping into these steps is to make sure that my tasks and the time that I'm organizing is actually what is most relevant for me to do at this stage. So I've mentioned this in previous episodes, but really I can summarize this by A, really honing in on what my long-term goals are, so what is my big, big dream, but also what I'm going to be working on over the course of the next year or so in order to get there and then from there being able to break down that progress into quarters and into months and breaking these down also allows me to really identify what is most important for me to do right now and one of the tools that i use for that as well is what i call a task inventory where i list everything that i do and i'm able to again identify what is most relevant for me to do right now what is necessary to do but that i don't necessarily have to do it so if it can be automated or delegated so that at the end i finish this process with a list of exactly what i need to do for my current priorities, which are exactly what I have to do to reach these long-term goals, and that I can really just hone in on this. So now that we've cleared that up, <laughs> let's move on to the actual first step. And for this first step, it is to fill out my planner every morning, but really the goal of filling out my planner is that it helps me identify which three priorities top so maximum three things are going to be my priorities for the day okay i don't do more than that i might have a random to-do list of again random things i need to fill out but really it is only three priorities and i need to break these down as small as possible so for instance i want them to be very obvious and clear 
So for instance, if you are a copywriter, instead of just saying, oh, I'm gonna work on this person's emails, or I'm just gonna work on you know the contract that I have for this, how about writing exactly the amount of emails you wanna get done? or exactly the amount of weeks of content you want to outline, exactly the amount of topics you want to generate. In my case, in business systems, what I would do is that I would break down each client project, which I have to do because each project is unique and completely customized. And so my priorities will be one of the subtasks of working on someone's project, as opposed to working on Julie's project, it would be to exactly be, okay, I'm going to work on this portion of the project. Okay, so what this allows me to do is that there's no gray zone, right? When I look at this, it is really clear what it is I'm going to do and probably how I'm going to do it. So there's less chance of me getting stuck in executive dysfunction or in analysis paralysis, right? I wrote exactly what I was going to do. So there's less of that, oh, what am I going to work on and where do I start? Also, bonus points if the way that you phrase these priorities are in the way that you can actually complete the thing, right? So again, like when I'm breaking down, let's say a client project, what is a thing that I can generally think I can accomplish within the day so that I can, you know, check it off my list. It's a win. I'm able to build momentum and move on to my next priority. Now, the other thing to keep in mind for this is that I write these down the day before, right? So when I finish my workday, that is when, as part of my end of day routine, I will map out what these priorities are for the next day. Because I found that if I wake up and I don't have these things written down and outlined, I have a very high chance of just spending an hour or two or three literally just sitting there, okay, what do I want to work on? Right? And again, deciding what I want to work on, is it actually getting things done? And if they're written, you know, I get in my planner, I open my planner, I fill it out, and the priorities are already there. So when it is time to get into work, again, less gray zone, less time to get lost in thought, this is what I am working on. And just connecting that to the end of the routine, the really nice thing too is that um, I have a tendency, I, I find it, I generally find it hard to log off of work sometimes. I'm so lost in what I'm doing, I really want to accomplish it. And so writing these down just helps me mentally check out of work because I know that it's going to be a little bit easier to pick up where I left off tomorrow morning. Okay, so this is the first thing, outlining my priorities, having really clear outcomes and bonus points if it's something that I can actually finish that day. And I write these down the day before. Second is the actual environment that I am in. If you're able to leverage your environment, you are setting yourself up for success. Okay, so basically, what do you need to have ready what you need to set up in order to have an absolutely killer day or also what things can you set up in your environment as reminders of what it is you want to do whether it's habits that you want to leverage that you want to do or even just the type of work that you want to do um coming back to habits uh, james clear actually talks about this in his book atomic habits um really recommend the read if you want to get more tips as to how to leverage your environment 
So an example of how I would do that is let's say um, I take supplements at night, so I'm going to make my supplements really obvious in the bathroom because I take them before going to bed. If this is, you know, you, you take pills in the morning or take your supplements in the morning, should you leave them on the nightstand or on the counter just so that it's super obvious that that's something that you want to do. Another thing I do is I have a smoothie for breakfast, and so I actually leave my blender on the counter at all times. So as weird as this may sound, it's a reminder that A, I should have breakfast, and two, that it's a really great smoothie. <laughs> right? just kind of takes the thought process out of having breakfast. I just put all my things together in my container, blend it, ready to go. And the other thing too is um, I don't have to search for my blender. I don't have to up open a cupboard to go get it. It is right there on the counter, easy access and a reminder of, hey, put some food in your body, <laughs> nourish yourself. It's also delicious and super easy. So win, win, win. <laughs> my mom used to do this all the time. She was the queen of that. Uh, but basically what she would do every night was literally put her dishes like her plates and cutlery that she would need for breakfast out on the counter the night before, just again to help make that morning process, morning breakfast process just as easy as possible. All right, and I guess another option would also be like if you want to take out the items that don't need to be refrigerated out just as an extra reminder, that could be an option as well. But you get the idea. Um, another thing that I really like to do is to pick out my outfits or pick out things that are going to, again, help me leverage my habits. So for instance, in the morning, I love to go for a morning walk. Now we live in Canada. It is still winter. It's been fairly mild this week, but uh, the last few weeks it was like minus 20 outside. And so I needed to dress up quite a bit <laughs> to go out. And so what I would do is I would leave my pants, my, I have some really great pants to go get out for walk uh, when it's really, really cold. So I'm going to leave those out. I'm going to leave my super warm wool socks out. So it's just things that are like, they're, you know, you wake up, you see them, you might as well put them on and go do the thing. <laughs> right? Just kind of like, fine, I guess I'll go even on days where I don't really want to go. And then I go and I feel so much better. Another option kind of along the same line is to pick out your work outfit the night before. Like that is one thing that I love just to help get me in a work mode, a work headspace is to dress up. So if you want to pick out your outfit the night before, so again, you wake up, it is there, you get changed, you feel like a million bucks and you're out there to kill the day. Congratulations. <laughs> Another area of the another another aspect of leveraging my environment is to make my workspace as inviting as possible. So I try to have my desk, you know, really organized, clear. Um, I've been testing out this week having a standing desk. I don't have anything that makes it easy to do a standing desk, so I'm just piling books and boxes. <laughs> right now. But again, having these close by so that when I get to my workstation in the morning, I can just set it up and be ready to go. And obviously, I'm also a huge fan of like productivity and work gadgets. So that's another story, but I also have these and it makes me really excited to go to work so I get to use them. 
Now, if you're not the type to completely clear and organize your workspace, that's totally fine, right? When I talked about the three levels of activity in last week's episode, which by the way, go check it out if you haven't listened to it already. Um, but I would see, I would say this is a two out of three. So if you want to take it down a notch, what I would say is at least clear out the space in front of your computer or make it easy for you to access your computer. Just the fact that when you come to your workspace, you don't have to add the extra task of clearing things out so you can sit and get to work and actually do the things that you outlined, the three priorities that you had. So make that as easy and seamless as possible for you. And this is a great way to do it. Again, just as a reminder, just clearing out just the minimum amount of space that you need to do your work. So you can just jump straight into it. Um, on the so on the topic of environments, the this next one is um, subject to personal preference. But to me, um, I really enjoy going to work in coffee shops. There's just something about working <laughs> around strangers that makes me really subconscious about sorry self conscious <laughs> about going on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> Um, and really just procrastinating. So that's a really good way for me to, you know, have, treat myself because I'm going to a coffee shop. I'm going to pick up a really delicious coffee or tea, probably a snack as well. So, you know, that's awesome. I love that. Um, talk about boosting your dopamine levels. <laughs> but again, at the same time, it's like, hey, just do your work. Again, just feeling self-conscious about procrastinating. So I might as well do the things that I outlined that I said I was going to do. There you go. I know in some cases, some people say they don't really like doing that um, just because of the noise level or the amount, again, of distractions of people everywhere. So that is definitely a personal preference. Maybe your equivalent of that would be to go to the library or to go to, um, I know they do like community office spaces. I'm not sure if I'm calling it right, but basically you can pay a fee and you basically get access to a co-working space. So that could be another great thing. Um, I guess for me, the reason it works so well is that it's kind of a weird version of co-working times. <laughs> it's like everyone's on their computer, so I might as well do it too. <laughs> and speaking of distractions at coffee shops, let's talk about distractions. That would be my number three tip and just different ways you can block distractions because as we all know it is so easy to be in the zone and then something happens something gets out of us out of that focus and either a it takes us an eternity <laughs> to get back into it or in the worst case scenario you just you just can't you lost the flow it is gone it sucks so what are you going to do to block distractions? Um, one of the things I really like to do is just to let people know to leave me alone. Now, this is fairly easy because I live with my partner, so it's just one person to, you know, tell that I really want to focus on my work. Uh, but this has been really, really good. If I absolutely do not want to get distracted, I'll be like, hey, you know, for the next X amount of hours or for the day or whatever time frame I want, like, don't, don't come, don't talk to me. <laughs> I'm not available. There you go. 
So that's one. Um, I've also seen other versions of that where people will, like if you have a door to your office or to your workspace, you'll just put a sign or something. That's another option. Um, I personally don't have a closed office. That is my personal preference. Um, so anyways, that's how I do it is I just tell my partner uh, to be a little bit more quiet or not to really ask anything until I'm done because I'm busy and I'm working. Um, another thing I really like to use is I have an iPhone um, and if you have one of the latest models or at least with the latest iOS version which I believe is iOS 15 don't quote me on that you have what is called focus modes I love those they are amazing and what I did is I set up a focus mode specifically for work so a I block out all distractions which also means that, by the way, if another, if another iPhone user is trying to message me, they will see that Anso has put her notifications on silence or something like that. So anyone who is trying to reach me will know that I am, I have disappeared for the next little bit. <laughs> um, obviously it blocks notifications as well. And another thing that I really like that, sorry, that I did and that I love is I set up a home screen that is exclusively my work things, my work apps and work widgets. So when I turn on the work mode, sure, I can access my other apps from the app library. Um, but if you're familiar with how that looks, that's just not as inviting as the actual home screen. Some apps can be really hard to find, right? You have to search for them or you have to know exactly in what folder they are, etc. So this is how I can access other apps if needed, but otherwise all of my work stuff is on one homepage and it is the only one that I can see. And on that I'll have things such as my Google Calendar, I'll have all of my social media, I'll have my Google Drive, I'll have um, ClickUp, so all these things. And again, it's just so that if I go on my phone for whatever reason, um, it's just not as convenient for me to go on things that I don't want to be on. <laughs> All right, and again, just helping um, reduce distractions as much as possible. Now, if you don't have an iPhone or if you want to kind of step it up a notch, um, I would say definitely close your email tabs, your personal and your work emails. You do not need to be constantly on emails if you do not already have time blocks in your day for checking emails and doing that kind of admin work, do that. Your productivity will thank you. Your time and energy will thank you. <laughs> right, but basically let people know that you look at emails once, twice a day and stick to that. So that means that when it isn't time to check emails, you don't need to be checking emails and that tab can just be closed and put away and not distracting. And I also really like to use programs that help me either block notifications, even on my computer, for instance, or block certain websites. There are two options that I've used that I really, really like. The number one is Forest. It is a Chrome extension. I will link it in the show notes. And Forest just allows you to block websites. And the other program I really like is called Freedom. Now, this is a paid program but it will allow you to actually block programs on your computer as well for the duration of the time that you set. 
So a little bit more of an intense way to do to go about this. This is a paid program, but I believe you have six sessions that you can do for free until you are asked to pay for the program. So go check it out. Go give it a try. Um, and I will also link it in the show notes if you want to give it a shot. Aside from that, blocking distractions, the last thing I would highlight is using headphones. Um, I personally have... AirPods and I put the noise cancellation on. It is fantastic. I absolutely love them. And again, that might come down to more of a personal preference, but I found that putting music on helps me block out auditory um, distractions, right? Just because music has a rhythm that I can, that my brain can unconsciously predict as opposed to random sounds that can occur in, in the house or from other people here. What kind of music you want to put on, there is a ton of research on the different styles, the different rhythms. I don't think there's anything conclusive regarding the exact one that is best for you um, or best for productivity. So really, I guess whatever your personal preference is, is great. Again, if you're a silence kind of person, then putting, you know, having noise canceling headphones and just putting the noise cancellation on, that might be a really good option for you. But that is one of the best ways that I am able to block out these distractions. Plus, it has the added bonus that when people see me with my headphones on, it is a clear sign that I'm currently working and I don't want to be disturbed. So, I love that. Okay, and then finally, the last tip that I have for you is to use timers. So I personally have a little gadget that is a cube timer. Um, I love it because each amount, so there are four faces with amounts of time on it. So one face is um, 10 minutes, I have another one for 30, another one for 50, and another one for 60. And I have to rotate the cube to set the timer. It is also bright orange, so it's really hard for me to not see it then I get to fidget with something before I start work so love it um, but basically what I will do is that for tasks that are really daunting that I really don't want to do that have been procrastinating for a while or tasks that require a lot of focus I will put it on for 20 or 30 minutes tops I find it is way easier to tell myself I'm going to do something I really don't want to do if I know for a fact that I'm only going to be doing it for 20 to 30 minutes. Plus, added benefit is that it's a great way to get the ball rolling because in that 20 to 30 minutes, I can get so much done when I've leveraged all the other things that I mentioned in this episode. So often it's like, oh, wow, I really did a ton of progress. That's great. Okay, I'm going to go take a break, and then we're going to do another one. Okay, so 20 minutes for things that are just a little bit more difficult, whether by the nature of the task or, again, just the fact that I don't want to do it. <laughs> However, for things where I am better able to get in the flow, perhaps that I enjoy more, or that are just... um just take longer and I need to be in the zone for longer and I'd rather not step away from that I will do I will set the timer for blocks of 60 to 90 minutes so that I really have the time to get into the zone get into the flow and then give my brain a break now added 
bonus if you set a goal for this block. So what exactly are you trying to achieve within this time frame, or what exactly are you going to work on? Basically, the thought behind that is I've talked before about multitasking, um, and really my goal is to limit multitasking by giving myself one task, one thing to do during that block. So I spent the 20 minutes or 60 or 90 completely focused on this one thing, which A, means that I'm actually using my brain power to actually complete the task instead of using my brain power to refocus on things after I've been distracted or after I've worked on other stuff. And yeah, if you happen to set yourself up for a block and you finished the task before the end of the block, then great, win, go take a break now. And if you're not sure what kind of goal to put, work your, work, work your way back to the three or the maximum three priorities that we had and just set these as your goal to accomplish during all your blocks. Okay, so I hope this was helpful. As I mentioned, this is what I do not necessarily every day, but definitely on the days where I want to be super, super productive, either because I just want to get a ton done or because I know I've been procrastinating doing some things or because I know I'm not super excited about working on what I've got set up for today. Um, or also just to have a framework to rely on if for some reason I have a day where I'm really, really not productive, where I said I would work on a bunch of stuff and it just completely went out the window, I know I can fall back on these four steps to knock this day out of the park. And as I mentioned, this is the exact framework that allowed me to basically reduce my work days by half. It is honestly insane. As I mentioned, I've, I'm doing the same amount of work, if not more, um, every time that I set myself up to work that way. So it's really been a game changer. And I will link all of the external resources that I mentioned in this episode in the show notes. So go check them out below. Um, also, let me know which, re which, which of these four tips was your favorite or which one you've already implemented, which one you're most excited to implement. I'm always happy to hear from you and to get your feedback. And lastly, just a quick reminder that I offer strategy calls. So basically, if you are curious to see what strategies, frameworks, tips, advice would work best for you to improve your productivity and your business systems, that is your time to do so. And if you want to work with me beyond this call, that is also our opportunity to see what that could look like. So otherwise, that is it for this week. Have a great week and I'll see you next Tuesday.